Hiya. Welcome to Miss Adventurous. Tiffany Rouge here. I thought it was time to give you another episode of... So this is where my money goes. The part of my podcast where I talk about money, something that I feel is so taboo that I think really needs to not be taboo. So here I am having conversations with other people about their social standing, how they view money, how much they make, their outgoings, and everything in between. Now, I urge you to stick around for the end of this because there is a really interesting conversation that I have with this person about gender parity. So this is where your money goes will always be anonymous to protect the people who make the money but it's still a really interesting thing to find out what these people are doing and making with their money because I think money is the universal language. So let's kick it off. So tell me, we're going to start off with how you value money. Like how do you see it in your life? I suppose I'm not one that um, puts a whole lot of value on money. Um, I'm certainly one of those people who lives by the rule that um, I can't take it with me when I die, so I'm going to get rid of it all when I'm living. Nice. Um, I really like that. So one of my faults, I suppose, some might say, is, is that uh, there's a bit of too much generosity now and then. Um, but, <laughs> you know, if, if it's going to contribute to me having a good time, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, nice. And fair enough. I, I feel like that's a really good way to live. So can we start then with how much you make per annum? Yeah, uh, just over 200K. Whoa, okay. Um, and <laughs> breaking it down, we're going to per month. Oh, per month. What does that work out to be? I, I think it's about fifteen, about 15K a month. Wow. And then so do you get paid weekly or is it monthly? Monthly. And after tax, what do you take home? Um, I think that's what I take home. Again, that's awesome. That's amazing. That's really good for you. <laughs> All right, so moving on. It was 15K a month after tax. How old are you? Uh, 44. And what is the job that you have? National maintenance manager for a gas plant in New Zealand. Okay, and it seems like it's a very high skill level, you know, national manager. Did you have to, you know, be it for ages to develop some skills to then move up in the company? Well, it's, it's only the second position that I've had so the first position that I had was the reliability manager or reliability engineer for a gas plant in Darwin, which is what I did in, in Darwin uh, post getting out of defence. I did develop a whole lot of skills there. Um, they were mainly to do with the uh, gas side of, of maintenance because I, I had never been exposed to a gas plant or, or the maintenance of the machinery that goes along with a gas plant. And essentially, I was able to build up some other skills there, a lot of knowledge there, and uh, transfer that to the job that I'm in now. Yeah, right. And you said that you were in the defence. Um, did your defence experience help you with the work that you're doing now? Like, have you had much experience, uh, I guess, in the, in the other side of that job, not the non-gas part? Yeah, well, I think one of the things that actually got me the position in the first place in my job in Darwin was the managing side of, of my skills that I got from defence. Time management, um, management of people, um, problem solving and that side of it. And less importance, I suppose, on the physical aspect of the job because to tell you the truth, before I started in that job, I had a whole lot of information and experience maintaining 
equipment and fleets of equipment and pretty much zero experience on maintaining plant equipment, so fixed plant and or, or anything to do with gas, basically. So let's talk about then your location. Whereabouts are you right now? In Auckland. Okay, that's a lot of what's in and and your value. But let's talk about things that are coming out because of your money. So um, you live in Auckland. Do you live in the CBD? Uh, Very close to the CBD, yes. How much do you pay in rent? $750 a week. Wow, okay. How much do you spend on bills? You know, do you have any loans or anything like that that you pay off on a monthly or fortnightly or weeknightly basis? Probably only about a thousand dollars a month. Break that down for us. So, uh, bills. Are we talking electricity, phone? So, electricity over here is a whole lot cheaper than than what I'm used to in Australia. So, for the colder part of the year, which is now, you'd expect to pay between 170 and 200 dollars um, a month, which is pretty much what I'm paying now. Okay. Um, have a, a car loan, which is 600 dollars a month. Pretty much my other utilities are already paid for because of my work. So, phone and and, and what have you, and then just. You know, paying off credit cards is, is the remainder of that. I didn't really factor in food. Well, let's so, talk about yeah. food then. So how much do you spend on food maybe like a, a week? A whole lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is that so? Well, let's talk about um, cooking and then we can talk about the going out and everything like that after. So I cook definitely twice a week, but more often three times a week I'll cook a home a home meal. Um, and that's purely because that's the only the, the only sort of three nights that I get to spend with my partner. So we make sure that we are having a, a sit-down meal sort of thing. Um, or in, in the case where I, we can't have a sit-down meal, I will actually cook the meal and take it to his work and we have it at his work. Sort of oh, thing. that's a bit cute. Um, after I finish my work, yeah. <laughs> we're going to spend some time together, unfortunately. Yeah, um, fair enough. He works nights. But yeah, so three home-cooked meals a week on average. The rest of it is pretty much eating out. That's a mixture of me eating out for work purposes or just eating out because I'm out with friends or something. So you go out, what, four nights a week if you're cooking three nights a week? That's about right, yeah. Mm -hmm. And for leisure, how often will you go out, I guess? I'm sort of cut down. I'm normally normally probably once a week these days. During the week, we'll go and do things like trivia night or we'll go, if there's a, a... like a food festival, Auckland has quite a few food festivals on. I'll go to one of them. That's one of the nights that I'll eat out sort of thing. But, but actually going out and going to clubs with my mates normally only once a week. And how much do you spend when you go out? Is there like a, a ballpark figure, like an anywhere it can range between so-and-so and so-and-so? Anywhere between probably two and four, four fifty, I suppose. A night? A night. Wow, okay. <laughs> That's uh, a lot of beverages. <laughs> <laughs> Adding all that up, you know, you're looking at it's, let's maximise it four fifty a week, and you're going out once a week, so that's almost two grand out of your fifteen k, which is, you know, like I'm guessing that's disposable money. You know, you're saying that you yeah. you spend about a thousand dollars a month on repayments, and then there's that extra two grand. Do you have any hobbies? I've got a couple of drones, but since I've moved to because I've only been over here for seven months, I haven't really gotten into anything over here so my drones are i own them i try and get out as much as i can when we're exploring around the country to just you know looking at stuff um i'll take the drones with me and and have a play with them but they sort of they don't really cost me anything maybe are you into like kayaking the gym or anything like that i go to crossfit uh six days a week is that expensive crossfit uh depending on where you live um in auckland it's about an it's about average um it's uh, where I am at the moment, it's 260 bucks a month. Um, that's about average from what I've seen across 
sort of Australia and New Zealand. Where I've come from in Darwin, um, it was around 170 to 200 dollars a month. But I know certainly in Sydney and Brisbane, you're looking, you know, three to three twenty, three forty a month. So we're about average over here. Yeah, right. I thought paying, you know, fifty five dollars for an F forty five membership was something substantial. Not something that I was <laughs> unhappy paying, but you know, you pay that for exercise. But it's amazing, you know, three, four hundred, hundred bucks yeah. a week. That's mental. Pretty much, yeah. Is that something that's really important to you? Are you happy paying that amount? I am happy paying that amount because it's it's sort of something that I uh, the reason I, I people have obviously got different reasons why they train. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I train is so I can live the life, the life that I've got. Um, I just, it keeps me healthy enough and burning enough, enough fuel so that I can eat whatever I want. I don't want to be restricted. So a bit of pain at the gym every afternoon lets me eat whatever I want. I'm so with you like, on that one. Do you save as well? Like is there, you know, we, we broke down there was about three, maybe four grand that you have as sort of outgoings. Are there are there any other outgoings? Um, not really. I, I tend to only save if I know there's something that I want. Okay. Um, so we are looking at a, a trip um, to visit some of our friends in Europe. Um, coming up at Christmas time. Um, so uh, come uh, probably September, um, that's when we'll start um, squirrelling money away for that. Having been there recently and then a, you know, a couple of years ago as well, I, I pretty much know how much money I need to get over there and how much the flights are going to cost. This time round, the flights are probably going to cost me a bit more because um, definitely going business the whole way. But yeah, I've, I've got a fair idea how much I want to spend, so I'll get that plus maybe another 20%. And, and I'll be sorted. What is that? What's that figure? Um, well, we're looking at about $8,000 for flights and then probably about $8,000 for the week, week and a half I'm just spending over there. Do you see that as, because you make more, your budget is of that substantial amount? Like to you, saving $8,000, how long will that take you? Next week. <laughs> oh, I love how direct you are with that. Like, yep, next week. <laughs> How does it feel, though? You know, you, you make so much money compared to, I guess, people who are, you know, under the 100 grand threshold. Does that bother you? Do you even care? Or you're just a, in that sense where you've worked hard enough to kind of get where you are and you're going to enjoy your money? I, I, I'm not sure if I've worked hard enough to get here. But um, I am here and I'm not going to be sort of held back by, uh, by because somebody else is sort of just starting off in their career and they don't earn as much money as me. I mean, some of the people that do work for me, I'm horrified by what they earn, um, and at every chance we get, we try and you know get that get their salary up as much as we possibly can. But unfortunately, for some of the positions that people are in, it's banned, mm. um, and you can't go outside of that band. Otherwise, it's outside of the, the, the rules and the rules of the company, sort of thing. So yeah. But I mean, certainly for the for the amount of work that some people I know do, um, I don't think that they are. Um, they get paid even near what they are worth to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, certainly you know I've, I've gotten to where I am now, and and I'm gonna you know live within my means and and have fun. And do you enjoy what you do? Love it. Yeah, absolutely love it. It's interesting to sort of see that, and what you're saying is very true about how there's a band and people can't even cross that. Have you ever been on the other side of that band? Um, as in. As in have a... I been in that band and not being able to get above it? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Um, in fact, this particular job that I'm in now, 
<laughs> I'm well outside the band. In my interview that I had for this particular job, there was a band for this job. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't what I was willing to, to accept. And, and as essentially, I, I put myself there as I'm the product. This is what the product is, is going to offer. If you want that product, it costs this much. And fortunately, I got my own way. It takes a lot of guts to be able to say that to someone as well, though, in any industry. It does, but if you can back it up. No, actually, it takes a lot of guts to say it if you can't back it up. If you can, and you've got a proven track record behind you, fortunately, I, I moved within my company, so they they already they didn't have to, to look very far to, to, to find my track record. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, that's basically where I was. So I, I think in in those situations, you need to be bold, you, and to the point where I think you need to be obscene with mm -hmm. what you're asking for. Um, but then you know have to have the you need to have done your homework. You need to be able to back up, at least make it look like you're backing up what you're, what you're saying. Yeah, true. Very fair. Okay, on to um, retirement. Looking at your retirement, how much do you think you want to live off when you retire? Coming from, um, as I said, I, I was in defence before. Mm. Um, and uh, contrary to popular belief, um, defence is not paid a huge amount of money. Um, yeah, there's a whole lot of benefits on, on the side and, and what have you. But um, having lived with that amount of money um, beforehand, I'm pretty confident that I can go back to doing that again. Yep, I'm living a bit of high life now, but mm -hmm. um, if I had to cut my spending by two-thirds, I'm confident that I could do that. And I've seen many people do it. I've seen my parents do it. I've seen um, a lot of other guys that I've worked with previously who've who've gone back to, to simple living and I suppose I, I imagine that once I get to my retirement age I will have, I'll own everything that I've got, mm -hmm. I pretty much do that now anyway, but I don't imagine that I'll have any bills so pretty much everything that I will have will be I suppose play money Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how much money I'll, I'll be, be living off um, but certainly you know, setting my, my superannuation that uh, is still in Australia which I'll be entitled to once once I retire. Mm -hmm. um, my defence superannuation is quite substantial, so I'm not really worried about it. So, yeah. And will um, you get a pension as well, being in the defence? Has that happened? No. Um, that, that ceased in 1991. Right. Um, you had to have joined the program in, uh, in or before 1991, and I joined in 1994. Okay. So. Oh, no, we're not entitled to pensions. Uh, yeah. You still get pensions for things like medical payouts and, and that, but certainly not for just a person who just gets out of the defence. Yeah. Where would you want to retire? I've been using over this uh, the last couple of months, year, I suppose. I think um, I will probably end up in Europe somewhere. I'm not sure where yet, but it will be somewhere um, warm that I can... Do nothing, basically. Take my dream, retire on a sailboat, and then you can just travel wherever you want. Yeah, but then you've got to maintain the boat. Yeah, and then you actually have to like be on the water <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> so true, so, so true. Uh, I've actually thought of that. I've, I've had friends who've lived on boats in Brisbane before. 
So um, it's an option. Now, um, when I posted uh, one of the previous podcasts on this, um, you were pretty vocal about how you don't believe in gender parity. Yeah. So I just sort of wanted to get your view on that because I think um, I, I like where you're coming from. Your comment was something like saying, I don't believe in gender parity. Um, it should go on the basis of uh, the person's experience and things like that. I believe that, that uh, someone... Uh, I'm sort of in a higher and fire position now. Okay. And I, I definitely believe that somebody should be paid commensurate with what they are worth to me. <clears throat> and I believe that I should be paid what I'm worth to my boss. I don't believe that that gender should come into it um, ever. I, I do understand that in a, in a uh, certainly across Australia there is a massive gender pay gap. I think yep that's unfortunate and, and it is definitely a consequence of some ridiculous you know injustices for women along the way. I mean we, we everybody's aware of of, of um, how hard it was um, for women to get promoted to, to get into even specific university courses and, and what have you but I'm in an engineering role now and at the moment as of today we've got um, five engineers in my department um, two of them are female uh, three of them are male one mm -hmm. of those is not in an engineering role so 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 basically I've got four engineers working in engineering roles but two females and two males. Were you advised to sort of get a little diversity? You know, did you sort of have it or did anyone tell you, hey, maybe you need to split this up or you didn't even look at any of sort of gender and you just pretty much looked at their experience and their, you know, their skills and stuff? Well, three of them were already, already here when I arrived. Right. One of, only, one of them arrived recently. My company as a whole doesn't look at, I don't believe that people look at the gender of the applicant We've got some some outstanding engineers working in our company, and fortunately, a whole lot of them are female. The female engineers that I've come across in our company, a lot of them are in in some pretty high positions, and they get yep. Do, do they work harder to get there? Probably, but uh, they definitely do their homework better. They definitely they definitely, mm -hmm. uh, they definitely uh, look after the, the attention to detail probably more than men do. Should they get paid more? Probably. One of the things that I don't know is how much they actually get paid. One of the things in my company is nobody knows, unless you are somebody's line manager, yeah. you don't know how much other people get paid. Is that for a reason, do you think? Um, it's a company policy. Uh, I, I don't know specifically why, but my opinion is so that if there's two people doing exactly the same job, i.e., let's, let's say an operator, mm. and they're doing exactly the same job, one may think that they are better than the other, and they find out that, you know, person A is getting paid more than person B, well, then person B might, might be a bit upset about that. So it's actually borderline a dismissible offence within our company to talk to your colleagues about how much you earn. Wow, that is huge. Essentially, you need to prove what you are worth mm -hmm. um, to the business. Um, and if the business doesn't think you're worth that, well, then you're more than welcome to find another business that is happy to remunerate you for what you think you're worth. Coming from an industry, certainly in defence, where you get paid on your position, you don't get paid more because you're male or female. However, I, I, I do understand sort of in, in, in the defence industry, it was definitely a lot harder for, for women to get promoted when I was in. Mm -hmm. um, I know things have changed slightly since then. These days, the way they look at things now is get the job done, get it done safely, get mm -hmm. it done on time and get it done within budget. 
I don't care who. Do I go to specific people for different things? Yep. We've got many people that, that uh, I know within my the engineers that work for us. I know that each of them have their strengths. And is it because they're male or female? Yeah, mm. probably not. They all have their strengths. And it's and all an individual I, I thing, right? It's like uh, the individual has this unique set of experience, this awesome set of skills. Yeah. Whether or not they're a girl or a guy is irrelevant. Yeah, I, I, I do believe 100% that in an engineering world, women have to work a whole lot harder to get there. But when they do get there, they are of the same standard, if not better, um, than, than uh, some of their male counterparts. Thank you for sticking with me till the end of the podcast. If you do want to get in touch, feel free to hit me up on Instagram, Tiffany underscore Rouge. Send me an email, thgrouge at gmail. Or honestly, just leave a comment with what you thought about this. If you want to be a part of this conversation, feel free. I would love to have a chat with you. 